Chapter Three of In the Footprints of the Padres by Charles Warren Stoddard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three with the egg pickers of the Farallones. Those who have visited the markets of San Francisco during the egg season may have noticed the abundance of large and singularly marked eggs that are offered for sale by the bushel. The shells of these eggs are pear-shaped, parti-colored, and very thick. They range in color from a light green to gray or brown, and are all of them profusely spotted, or blotted, I might say, spattered, with clots of black or brown. Some are beautiful, with soft tints blended in a delicate lace-like pattern. Some are very ugly and look unclean. All are a trifle stale, with a meat of coarse texture and gamey flavor. But the Italians and the coolies are fond of them, and doubtless many a gross finds its way into the kitchens of the popular cheap restaurants, where, disguised in omelettes and puddings, the quantity compensates for the lack of quality, and the palate of the rapid eater has not time to analyze the latter. These are the eggs of the seagull. The gull that cries all day among the shipping in the harbor follows the river boats until mealtime and feeds on the bread that is cast upon the water. How true it is that this bread returns to us after many days. The gulls, during incubation, seek the solitude of the Farallons, a group of desolate and weather-beaten rocks that tower out of the fog about thirty miles distant from the mouth of the harbor of San Francisco. Nothing can be more magnificently desolate than the aspect of these islands. Scarcely a green blade finds root there. They are haunted by sea-fowl of all feathers, and the boom of the breakers mingles with the bark of the seals that have colonized on one of the most inaccessible islands of the group. It is here that myriads of sea-birds rear their young, here where the very cliffs tremble in the tempestuous sea and are drenched with bitter spray, and where ships have been cast into the frightful jaws of caverns and speedily ground into splinters the profit on sea eggs has increased from year to year and of late speculators have grown so venturesome that competition among egg gatherers has resulted in an annual naval engagement known to the press and the public as the egg war if two companies of egg pickers met as was not unlikely the contending factions fell upon one another with their ill-gotten spoils the islands are under the rule of the United States, and no one has legal right to take from them so much as an egg without license. And the defeated party was sure to retire from the field under a heavy shower of shells, the contents of which, though not fatal, were at least effective. I have before me the notes of a retired egg-picker. They record the brief experience of one who was interested in the last campaign, which, as it terminated the career of the egg pirates, is not without historical interest. I will at once introduce the historian, and let him tell his own tale. On board the schooner Sierra, off the city front, May 4, 1881. 5 p.m there are ten of us all told most of us strangers to one another but tom and jim and fred that's me are pals and have been these many months so we conclude to hang together and make the most of an adventure perfectly new to each 
at our feet lie our traps blankets woolen shirts heavy boots with huge nails in the soles of them tobacco in bulk a few novels a pack of cards and a pocket flask for the stomach's sake a jolly crew to be sure and jollily we bade adieu to the fellows who had gathered in the dock to wish us godspeed casting loose we swung into the stream and then slowly and clumsily made sail the town never looked prettier it is always the way and always will be towns like blessings brighten just as they get out of reach drifting into the west we began to grow thoughtful what had at first seemed a lark may possibly prove to be a very serious matter we have to feed on rough rations work in a rough locality among rough people and our profits or our share of the profits will depend entirely upon the fruitfulness of the egg orchard and the number of hundred gross that we are able to get safely into the market no news from the town save by the schooner that comes over at intervals to take away our harvest no society save our own good enough always provided we are not forcibly confined to it no amusements beyond a novel a pipe and a pack of cards ah well it is only an experience after all and here goes see pretty high as we get outside the heads and feel the long roll of the pacific wind fresh and cold we are to be out all night and looking about for bunks we find the schooner accommodations are limited and that the captain and his crew monopolize them we sleep anywhere grateful that we are able to sleep at all ten p m a blustering head-wind and sea increasing what little supper we were able to get on board was worse than none at all for it did not stay with us anything but fun this going to sea in a bowl to rob gulls nests and smuggle eggs into market may fifth woke in the early dawn everything moist and sticky clammy is the better word and that embraces the whole case stiff and sore in every joint bacon for dinner last night more bacon for breakfast this morning and only half cooked at that our delicate town-bred stomachs rebel and we conclude to fast until we reach the island have sighted the farallons but are too miserable to express our gratitude wind and sea still rising schooner on beam ends about once in forty seconds between times standing either on her head or her tail and shaking herself like a thing of life at noon off the landing a boy bobbing in the billows to which we are expected to make fast the schooner and get to shore in the exceedingly small boat captain fears to tarry on account of heavy weather concludes to return to the coast and bide his time consequently makes for bolinas bay which we reach about nine p m and drop anchor in comparatively smooth water glad enough to sleep on an even keel at last it seems at least six months since we left the shining shores of san francisco yet it is scarce thirty hours but such hours <laughs> bolinas bay may sixth wind blowing a perfect gale we are lying under a long hill and the narrow bay is scarcely rippled by the blast that rushes over us thick with flying scud captain resolves to await better weather some of the boys go on shore and wander out to a kind of reef at the mouth of the bay where in a short time they succeed in gathering a fine mesh of mussels 
the rest of us the stay on boards rig up a net and catch fifteen large fat crabs with these we cook a delicious dinner which we devour ravenously like half-starved men begin to realize how storm-tossed mariners feel and have been recounting hairbreadth escapes over our pipes on deck there will be much to tell the fellows on shore if we are ever so fortunate as to get home again may seventh though the weather is still bad enough to discourage us landsmen we put to sea and once more head for the farallons they are hidden in mist but we beat bravely about and by and by distinguish the faint outline of the islands looming through the fog we try to secure the buoy tacking to and fro just at the wrong moment our main halyards part and the sail comes crashing to the deck to avoid being cast on the inhospitable shore we put to sea under jib and foresail and are five miles away before damages are repaired and we dare venture to return head about and make fast this time hurrah after several trips of the small boat succeed in landing luggage and provisions above high-water mark on the farallons each trip of the boat is an event for it comes in on a big breaker and grounds in a torrent of foam and sand we find two cabins at our disposal the larger one containing dining-room and kitchen and chambers above seven of our boys store their blankets in the rude bunks that are drawn by lot tom jim and i secure the smaller cabin a single room with bunks on three sides a door on the fourth nine p m we have dined and smoked and withdrawn to our respective lodges the wind moans without a thin cold fog envelops us the sea breaking furiously the night gloomy beyond conception but the captain and his crew on the little schooner are not so comfortable as the egg-pickers whom they have left behind may eighth we all rose much refreshed and after a hearty breakfast such as would have done credit to a mining camp in pioneer days set forth on a rabbit chase the islands abound in rabbits where do they come from and on what do they feed these are questions that puzzle us we resolve to attack them having armed ourselves with clubs about two feet in length we proceed in a body until a rabbit is sighted then separating we surround him and gradually close him in pelt him with stones or sticks until the poor fellow is secured sometimes three or four are run down together it is cruel sport but this is our only hope of fresh meat during the sojourn on the islands a fine stew for dinner and some speculation on the prospect of our egg hunt to-morrow may ninth we did the first work of the season to-day at the west end of the islands is a chasm through which the wind whistles the waves rushing in from both sides meet at the centre and leap wildly into the air across this chasm we threw a light suspension bridge about forty feet in length and two in width one crosses it by the aid of a lifeline on the further rock the birds are nesting in large numbers and to-morrow we begin the wholesale robbery of their nests when the bridge was completed being pretty well fagged and quite famished we returned to the cabin lunched heartily and spent the afternoon in highly successful rabbit chasing plenty of stew for all of us if robinson crusoe had been cast ashore on this island i wonder how he would have lived 
as it is the rabbits sometimes succeed in escaping us and without powder and shot it would be quite impossible for one or two persons to bag them we are beginning to lose faith in the delightful romances of our youth and to realize what a desert island is may tenth in front of us we each carry a large sack in which to deposit eggs our boots are clumsy and the heavy nails that fill their soles make them heavy and difficult to walk in we also carry a strong staff to aid us in climbing the rugged slopes about us is nothing but gray weather-stained rocks there are few paths and these we cannot follow for the sea-birds though so unused to the presence of man are wary and shy of his tracks the day's work has not proved profitable few of us gathered any eggs one who was more successful and had secured enough to make it extremely difficult for him to scale the rocks slipped fell on his face and scrambled all his store his plight was laughable but he was scarcely in the mood to relish it as he washed his sack and blouse in cold water while we indulged in cards may eleventh built another bridge over a gap where the sea rushes and which we call the jordan if the real jordan is as hard to cross heaven help us eggs not very plentiful as yet we are rather early in the season or the crop is late this year more rabbits in the p m more wind more fog and at night pipes cards and a few choruses that sound strange and weird in the firelights on this lonely island may twelfth eggs are so very scarce the foreman advises our resting for a day we lounge about looking off upon the sea sometimes a sail blows by us but our islands are in such ill repute with mariners they usually give us a wide berth as they call it a little homesick towards dusk wonder how the boys in san francisco are killing time it is time that is killing us out here in the wind and fog may thirteenth have been hunting abalones all day and found but a baker's dozen their large shallow shells are glued to the rock at the first approach of danger and unless we can steal upon these queer fish unawares and thrust something under their shells before they have shut down upon the rock it is almost impossible to pry them open some of the boys are searching in the sea up to their waists hard work when one considers how tough the abalone is and how tasteless may fourteenth this morning all our egg pickers were at work took in the west end only the high rock beyond the first bridge gathered about forty dozen eggs and got them safely back to camp in some nests there were three eggs and these we did not gather fearing they were stale in the p m tried to collect dry grass enough to make a thin mattress for my bunk barely succeeded am more than ever convinced that desert islands are delusions may fifteenth it being sunday we rest from our labors by way of varying the monotony of island life we climb up to the lighthouse three hundred feet above sea level the path is zigzag across the cliff and is extremely fatiguing while ascending a large stone rolled under my foot and went thundering down the cliff jim who was in the rear heard it coming and dodged it missed his head by about six inches had it struck him he would have been hurled into the sea that boiled below we were both faint with horror after realizing the fate he had escaped 
were cordially welcomed by the lighthouse keeper his wife and her companion a young woman who had come to share this banishment the keeper and his wife visit the mainland but twice a year everywhere we saw evidence of the influence of these charming people the house was tidy the paint snow-white the brasswork shone like gold the place seemed a kind of paradise to us even the machinery of the revolving light the multitude of reflectors etc were enchanting we dreaded to return to our miserable cabins but were soon compelled to and the afternoon was spent in the customary rabbit chase ending with a stew of no mean proportions may sixteen more eggs and afterwards a fishing excursion which furnished us material for an excellent chowder we are beginning to look for the return of the schooner and have been longing for news from shore may seventeenth a great haul of abalones this p m we filled our baskets slung them on poles over our shoulders coolie fashion and slowly made our way back to camp the baskets weighed a ton each before we at last emptied them by the cabin door built a huge fire under a cauldron and left a mess of fish to boil until morning the abalones are as large as steaks and a great deal tougher smoke cards and to bed used up may eighteenth same program as yesterday only the novelty quite worn off and this kind of life becoming almost unendurable may nineteenth more eggs more abalones more rabbits no signs of schooner yet wonder had caruso kept a diary how many days he would have kept it before closing it with chagrin may twentieth spent the p m in getting the abalone shells down to the egg-house at the landing we have cleaned them and are hoping to find this speculation profitable for the shells when polished and cut are much used in the market for inlaying and setting in cheap jewelry we loaded a small tram pushed it to the top of an incline and let it roll down the other side to the landing which it reached in safety this is the only labor-saving machine at our command may twenty first we seem to be going all to pieces the day commenced badly two of the boys inaugurated it by a violent set-to before breakfast an old grudge broke out afresh or perhaps the life here has demoralized them i have lamed my foot tied too high for abalone fishing eggs growing scarce and the rabbits seem to have deserted the accessible parts of the island everybody is disgusted we are forgetting our table manners it is first come first served nowadays i wonder if robinson oh no he had no one but his man friday to contend against no schooner no change in the weather tobacco giving out and not a grain of good humour to be had in the market to bed very cross may twenty second no one felt like going to work this morning affairs began to look mutinous we have searched in vain for the schooner now miserably overdue and are dreading the thought of having to fulfil a contract which calls for six weeks labour on these islands some of the other islands are to be visited and are accessible only in small boats over a sea that is never even tolerably smooth this expedition we all dread a little at least i judge so from my own case but we say nothing of it while thus gloomily brooding over our plight smoke was sighted on the horizon we ascended the hill to watch it 
a steamer doubtless bound for a sunnier clime for no clime can be less sunny than ours of the past fortnight it was a steamer a small government steamer making directly for our island we became greatly excited for nothing of any moment had occurred since our arrival she drew in near shore and cast anchor we gathered in the landing cove to give her welcome a boat was beached in safety an officer of the law said cheerfully as if he were playing a part in a nautical comedy i must beg you gentlemen to step on board the revenue cutter and return to san francisco we were so surprised we could not speak or were we all speechless with joy i wonder he added this very civil sheriff if you do not care to accompany me i shall be obliged to order the marines on shore you will pardon me but as these islands are government property you are requested to immediately withdraw from them we withdrew we steamed away from the windy rocks the howling caverns the seething waves the frightful chasms the seabirds the abalones the rabbits gloomy cabins and the pleasant people at the top of the cliff within the white walls of the lighthouse joyfully we bounded over the glassy waves that grew beautiful as the farallons faded in the misty distance and having been courteously escorted to the city dock we were bidden farewell and left to the diversions of the hour thus ended the last siege of the farallons by the egg-pickers of san francisco prophets nil and thus i fear inasmuch as the government proposes to guard the seabirds until a suitable license is secured by legitimate egg-pickers the price of gulls eggs will go up in proportion and hereafter we shall have to look upon them as luxuries and content ourselves with the more modest and milder flavoured but undecorated products of the less romantic barnyard fowl End of chapter three